This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hello and welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young. Joined, as always, by Natalie Zamora. We have a lot to talk about this week. We're starting to chip away at the Men on Michelle season. We're leaving Palm Springs. We're really making moves, getting back into the way of Bachelor Nation as we're used to it unfolding. Before we talk about this week's episode, um, I feel like I sound a little off. I got a little too excited at the New York Marathon this week. Um, And if you've never been, it's uh, an endless sea of strangers cheering for other strangers doing what I would describe as the impossible, which is running 26.2 miles. Mm-hmm. And every marathon, I am amazed at how many people from Bachelor Nation show up because it's not fair that y'all look good. You're also <laughs> capable of running 26.2 miles. Um, Natalie, have you ever run a marathon? No, absolutely not. I'm not a runner. I will run on the treadmill at the gym and then just be happy I did it and never think about it again. I have to force myself. So yeah, it, it seems impossible to run a marathon. And like, it's one of the, I'm definitely very purpose driven. Like, what was the reason? Like, what's the end goal? Mm-hmm. Bragging rights is not enough for me. I know it's for charity and a lot of people run for very emotional reasons. hmm I'll donate my money and my time, but it's not going to be four hours of running. Um, I saw a TikTok as well that kind of broke down everyone's marathon times. Um, Do you know who had one of the slowest times in Bachelor Nation? Oh, gosh, no. Uh, Our dear, sweet friend, Pilot Pete. Oh, my God. I didn't even know he did it. Again, I haven't fact checked this. I haven't looked up his bib number, but I saw a TikTok where he had like, it took him over five hours, which again, for the record, I recognize you and I are saying we're not runners. Who are we uh-huh. to judge? But that's a long time to be running and kind of slow. Yeah. Props to him for finishing. Cause I feel like I wouldn't cross that five hour mark and be like, it's not for me. I'm close, but I can't do it. We'd be like the, the local news store. It's like, woman is last to finish with like police lights shining down at 11 p.m. I'd be like, yeah, that's me. 12 hours later. Um, It's absolutely crazy. And I thought it was nice to, um, we saw Tyler Cameron run it with Matt James um, and they ran on behalf of Tyler's mom who passed recently. And so it is a really emotional day. It's a lot of fun to go cheer. I think it's something everyone should check out. Um, I lived in Boston for a long time. The Boston Marathon's huge there. So um, as much as I think all tens of thousands of these people are clinically insane to run that much, <laughs> truly admirable. And it's a lot of fun for the community to come together. So we loved our little bachelor alums, uh, Zach and Tasha running it mm-hmm. together, like couple goals, love them. Uh, a lot of familiar faces. So shout out to all the New York marathon runners. Y'all are a different breed. So good for you. And 10 out of 10 content. Moving on, though, my little (laughs) marathon tangent. Um, We saw Michelle this week, who I've been hyping up. Um, She got a little vulnerable and a little emotional this week. And it didn't really start until the group date, but we Mm -hmm. started with a one-on-one date with Martin. Martin's aesthetic. There's a lot to unpack there. I couldn't help but I hyperfixate. He's got 
this interesting hair, mm. the brows, the piercings. I can't figure him out. I'm working through it in real time. He seems nice enough, but this this yeah. look he has going on, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. The denim cutoff shirt, not a yes. fan of that. Oh my god, the cutoff plaid button-down <laughs> shirt, like a sleeveless. Do you buy it like that or do you make it? What what is going on? You, I, I'm sure he made it because he seems like he would. Yeah, I thought he was nice before this episode. Like nothing wrong. Just also, yeah, not really a fan of his fashion sense. Which is fine, right? To each their own. But it is a little different. Mm-hmm. A little different. And then they did, you know, what's a bachelor season without getting in some kind of motorized vehicle and going on a date? Which was cute, fun enough. I think things took a turn when they were at the dinner portion of their date. And, you know, pro tip, don't talk kindly about someone's ex, you know, yeah. that they don't get along with. So Michelle sent Jamie home last week. And this week, Martin's kind of like defending him. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing? It made no sense. Also, it's just like he's not here anymore. So what's even the point? It's like you're trying to pursue her. He's not here. This is literally just making you look bad. And I don't know if it, he was trying to look good of like, I'm a, I'm a bigger person. I'm going to respect him. And, you know, whatever it was, it was not working. And you could see Michelle just being like, okay, why? Like, why is this happening? And to make it even worse, before they're at dinner, they're sitting in this hot tub, fake hot tub in no. Just the entire thing. It's just like, I could not watch it. It was really hard. It was hard to watch. Like you said, you're digging yourself a grave here that does not need to be dug. Um, Yeah, and I had that backwards. It was in this weird trash can looking hot tub in which he just put his whole entire foot in his mouth. I like, I can't even describe what the hot tub was. I'm like, it was a fake hot tub. That's really all I got because I just have never done that. It looks like a, a met, like aluminum. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a metal trash can, like an Oscar the Grouch when he yeah. lives in trash can in real life. Now that I'm reflecting on <laughs> 27 years of trash cans, but uh, it was weird. It looked like it was smushed and expanded. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're having a conversation with a guy, you're just like, I, I need to get out of this. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. They're arm in arm in a trash can hot tub. Like her body language was so uncomfortable. I wanted to like intervene. Yeah, I absolutely hated it. And yeah, I just can't get over the hot tub. I would be like, guys, let's just sit on the ground. I'd rather do that than get in a bathing suit and sit in this thing next to a car in like a garage. No. Definitely not our our vibe. No. I don't really think it screams Michelle either, but she's done a great job, I think, like selling. I think it's the teacher in her when like, yes. she's probably so used to these drawings being like, wow, this is amazing <laughs> and it's awful. Um, but then I was caught off guard because she kind of, Martin essentially apologized for maybe not handling that conversation the right way. And she gave him a rose. And it was like, we went from, you looked so visibly uncomfortable to now you're giving this man a rose. Um, she's a more forgiving person than I am, or we're still early enough in the season where she's got like roses to spare. 
Yeah, I was really, really surprised by that, especially because his explanation of that was like, well, I'm just like a very blunt person. I say it how it is. And that's because of the way I was raised and then just getting into, you know, trouble he faced and trauma he faced as a child, which, you know, not to knock that. That seems terrible. That's really awful for him. And I'm sorry that he went through that. But it just didn't connect with the issue. It seemed like he was kind of just like, all right, I got a winner over. Let's talk about things I've gone through in my life, which clearly if he's watched the show knows it works. That is the golden ticket. Trauma bonding is the way to get through the bachelor. Um, I'm with you. It was a little strange and maybe I'm hung up on the semantics of it, but I think it's a huge red flag when someone's like, I'm just blunt. I tell you how it is. That is, no, you need to have some kind of filter. You can be transparent and be, you know, forward with your opinions and your feelings, but there's a way to do that and read the room. Mm -hmm. And anytime someone takes pride in being like, I'm blunt, I'm just going to give it to you straight. You have no communication or social skills whatsoever. And I'm Mm -hmm. running as far and fast as I can. Yeah, absolutely. And just for him to say like, talking about Jamie and basically saying, you know, he's not that bad. It's like, well, now you're discrediting the emotion that Michelle went through. So you're not just being blunt to be like quirky or cool. You're actually hurting someone. That is such a good point. Cause I think that's kind of how she felt is like, don't invalidate. Yeah. She sent him home because she felt like the house wasn't trusting her and he's just echoing those fears and those stressors weird but it worked out for him so what do I know clearly I know nothing (laughs) um and then things kind of took a turn at the group date as well we had a slumber party um did love seeing all the men in their pajamas was very Mm -hmm. charmed by the array of pjs that we got (laughs) super super cute weird date though because I it didn't seem interactive and Mm -hmm. Michelle very quickly picked up on that the men were more invested in making teddy bears or eating popcorn than pulling her aside for one-on-one time. And she totally got into her head that she was not seen, that she was not wanted, which she's alluded to earlier in the show. Um, and it was really, I think, upsetting to kind of see her work through essentially a triggering situation and kind of revert, like, girl, you're the bachelorette. Yeah. You're the bat like everyone in America would love this opportunity. And the fact that those insecurities and those doubts are still there. I thought it was a very humanizing moment for Michelle, like as a viewer to see her that distraught. Yeah, definitely. It was really, really sad. I felt terrible watching it. And I feel like the whole thing was just a terrible setup until they had their activity because it was basically just like, go chill, no direction. So I'm not trying to defend the guys, but I'm assuming maybe they were waiting for production direction of, you know, let's go do this now. Here's the next activity. But I think they kind of lingered on too long with just nothing to do, which was a huge opening for someone to go talk to Michelle. But I don't know. I feel like it was just too awkward of a a setup. It was awkward. It definitely did not do her any favors to be approached. Um, And I also, though, it again, you made a great point, production. Like, are they just taking cues from production? Was it overproduced? Because towards the end, I was like, girl, we get it. You don't Mm -hmm. feel seen. Do you feel seen, Michelle? I get it. You don't feel seen. It is a two-way street, you know? Um, Yeah. Dating requires both people to open up and make a move. So 
Um, I get that she felt unseen, but also go crash the teddy bear stuffing party or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to see that. I felt really bad. Um, and of course, we had our you know moment of violence where we have to make these men fight each other with teddy bears. Weird. Not my favorite date, as I say, every time there's any kind of like physical altercation, not for me. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that really helped either because it's just like a observing. The whole date was her observing the men, not interacting with them. Yeah. And she seemed so sad just sitting there watching, which was just like, all right, can we cut it short? I'm not having fun anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, I felt that. And like you said, let's just cut it short. I'm like, girl, you're the bachelor. You call the shot. I know uh, she needs a little bit more Claire energy, but not too much Claire energy. Just like a sprinkle. Yes. A dabble, just a small dose, small dose of this, take charge, run the shots. Um, she's very soft-spoken too. That's something that my friend I was watching with pointed out to me. She's like, every time she talks, it's very mellow yes. and reserved. What's going to light a fire. I want to see her get like pissed off. Like you're an athlete. I know that that's not how you like communicated on the court. I know there's like some grit. Uh, we saw outtakes, every credits and credits during Matt James's season. We see her doing push-ups. We see her like with her banter. We haven't seen too much of that this season. I think she's laying low a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough though. And I hope we get to see, not that I want her to be angry, but I would rather anger than tears. So hopefully we get some some uh, a little bit more drama that way yeah a little chippy she like you owe it to yourself call like this is your moment don't Mm -hmm. let it slip away with just mediocre dates but um I will say that as we were watching you know where Michelle opens up and tells the guys like I just was embarrassed and you could tell they were all like dumbfounded it was actually kind of funny to see them like so clueless as to how she interpreted the date. Um, and I love commenting on how sweaty everyone is. I'm always curious, like, where are they that everyone is just constantly like greased up, dripping sweat, right? And sweet, sweet Olu, I'm like, this man is the sweatiest human I've ever seen. And then I noticed that he's crying. He's not sweating, he's crying. And he had the most endearing, heartfelt moment with Michelle where he said, And I really appreciated this because he said, I've seen how my sisters have felt that way. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was very touching because he wasn't like, I'm a man of color. Like I have experienced this as a black man. It was like, I've seen how society views black women and I've seen how upset it makes them. And I want to protect them and I want to care for them. And it didn't feel like this weird trauma overshare that we're so privy to every week it felt very sincere and you could tell Michelle got emotional as well. I also got emotional on my couch. (laughs) Um, It was a very, very touching moment and it didn't feel like this awful trauma. Like I call it clickbait, even though it's not clickbait, (laughs) but like, you know what I mean? Like it just feels slimy sometimes when the, the bachelor nation just makes everyone share their darkest moment with, all of America. I was very, very touched by this conversation. Yeah, me too. And I didn't even think about that's probably why I liked it so much. It was something of just more, I understand what you're going through. And for Michelle to hear that, obviously she felt seen and heard and everything. So it's like, that's all you need. That was very nice of him. Very, very sweet. And I also 
had that moment of, oh my God, is he sweating that much right yeah. now? <laughs> I literally, I, and then I was like, oh my God, he's crying, which I mean, that was sweet. Obviously you could tell it was genuine. So yeah, that moment was really great. Yeah. It's the sweat. We're just in condition to watch these. Yes. Men sweat. And he has that like very um, like notice, like he has a beard beard, not like scruff. He has like a beard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is his beard is glistening. Like it is literally sparkling. <laughs> it's like this poor, poor man is so he's overheating. No, he's just, he's emotional. Mm-hmm. So kind of swept in is maybe one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, Right, out like out of nowhere. It's all about that screen time. I'm very biased to whoever gets the screen time. Yeah. So, uh, got the group date rose. Very sweet. Love to see that. Um, we had another one on one with Rick, who is famously the guy that rolled up in like the the table dinner push card. I don't even know what to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't have too much to say about this date. Me has nothing to say. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very back and forth on Rick. I kind of liked him initially. He seemed very confident. And in this state, he was a lot more soft spoken. Like, I feel like he was whispering literally and I could not hear him. (laughs) So I was like, I'm sorry, this is taking a little bit creepy of a turn. Like, why are you coming off as weird and not this confident guy that you were in the first episode or second episode, whatever it was. So he seems very genuine. So I still like him. But it was a weird like, I don't know what it was. I think it was just him whispering that threw me off. <laughs> so every week I watch with my roommate, who is very like patient of a person Should probably hear me say that right now. <laughs> and there is something about the whisper talking that makes her blood <laughs> like she's screaming at the TV that and like the kissing noises how they yeah. up them. And now that she's pointed it out every week, we're like, speak up. Like, that's so creepy. Um, I'm with you. But then I'm like, he kind of made him, I interpreted it as him holding back tears. Like he was kind of sad, but the whisper talking, I'm with you. I'm glad you noticed because (laughs) I can't, I was hyper fixating on it. Yeah, it was just a little too weird. And it's like, yeah, if it's like every, you know, one time or occasionally, sure. But it seemed like the entire date he was, I could not hear him. And it was so confusing. And the other thing, too, that was so funny is when they were on their kind of hike and they found that box of of secrets or reveals, whatever it was, their wishes, sorry. Um, any chance that was real? Any chance at all? No. <laughs> Come on. The fact that like they talked about like dads and then he's yeah. like, well, actually I blame myself for my parents' divorce and my dad died recently. Like I was like, whoa, 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 one trauma a date, please. Like yeah. this is too much to unpack. Um, but again, heart wrenching. Everyone has um, experiences that really shake their life, shake and shape, shape their life. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, come on. It was too much of a segue, not a shot. Yeah, they would have talked about it at dinner anyway. So I don't know, it was definitely forced. Yeah, I feel like nothing is ever coincidental (laughs) on this show. Unfortunately, it has ruined that and like having worked in TV like a very little bit, it has ruined any, any magic or naivety (laughs) towards production. I'm like, everything is calculated. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, cute enough, gets a rose. Rick lives to see another day. Yep. Things took a turn, though, at the end of the episode. I went into this episode saying I don't know how to feel about Chris S. Yeah. Because 
compared to like all of the other men, he kind of just looks very ordinary. Like he's very like basic white man, whatever. Um, doesn't, I don't know. We haven't seen too much of a personality or whatever. And then he's dancing in his underwear this episode. We see a little more personality. I'm like, oh, he's slowly like kind of charming. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And he does a 180. And this man is a menace to society. He feels the need to, you know, uh, speak up on behalf of the group and take over. And I just need to say something. He went completely rogue and has turned into the new villain. Yep. I definitely don't like him. I went into this also kind of just indifferent. Like, you know, he wasn't one I had my eye on. Um, And now... He just proved himself to be so obnoxious. I feel like he's like the kid in school that doesn't get enough attention. So he's just like always causing a scene. And for him to go after Nate was just hilarious. Nate is a fan favorite. Like he, there's really nothing bad about him that you could say that we know yet. So for him to go after Nate and then be like, oh, he was just very confident. He thought he'd get a rose or get a date. It's like, Really? You couldn't come up with anything worse if you really are going to go after him? And Michelle's like, obviously, I love this man. <laughs> like, of course, he's going to get a date. Yeah, it was it was interesting. And like you said, I just can't get over that Nate is as tall as he is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Chris S. is one of the taller guys in the no. house. So I don't very rarely do we actually see like a physical altercation actually unfold. But I'd be very selective with who I pick to fight with because Nate is like next level NBA sized human. He's six, eight. If that man swings, yeah. you're going to be knocked cold on the ground. <laughs> I would not pick a fight with Nate. Absolutely not. No. And it was just such a stretch too. I feel like he was trying to listen to all the conversations that day to try to see like, could any be problematic? Oh, this guy's a little cocky. I'm going to go after him, which was just- so stupid. The fact that Nate was like, oh, you know, said when he'll get a date instead of if. I don't think that was crossing any lines. He was the first impression, Rose. And maybe he's just being optimistic, you know? <laughs> I don't knock him for that. No. Like, that's, you know, people say that all the time, like, in sports. Like, it's not if we win, we say when we win. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, manifesting good energy. I didn't think it was over the line. Although I am kind of noticing Nate always seems to be in the midst of the drama that's happening. If you kind of think about all of the chaos, even if he's not directly connected to it, he's one of like the four people on the couch, you know, last week when the jacket got thrown in the pool or all these little things. I'm like, Nate's always kind of in the mix. He definitely loves the camera time. Yeah, I think so. And I think this episode too, I didn't get that great of an impression from him because I mean, yes, he's beautiful. We love him, but when he talked to Michelle, he didn't really have that strong of a, of, of a take. It was, you know, he basically just looked disappointed that she was talking to him about it, but he didn't back up anything. Like I would have came with a whole explanation and defense and like, you know, reassurance to, for her and everything like that. But it was just kind of lukewarm. I don't know where he was coming from. He definitely gets by on his his looks. Yep. Um, I feel like if anyone was upset with him, you would just be swooning as he's like half-ass apologizing. So yeah. I don't think he knows how to interpret that situation. He just was like, maybe if I just keep rambling, she'll just have to stare at me longer and <laughs> forget that she's ever mad at me. Yeah. Oh, Nate, 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 Nate. Well, I'm sure we'll get 
much more of him this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, and of course, Chris Escott arose. You know, we have to keep this drama going a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're finally moving on. They're going to Minnesota next week, Minneapolis. I forgot how much I missed this when they tell them they're going to be like, you're going yeah. to Cleveland. And they're all like, oh, my God, Cleveland. <laughs> like, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I don't, I don't I wouldn't be that excited. It was very cute. I know it's her hometown, so it mm-hmm. means a lot to her. But I've never heard anyone be like, hell yeah, Minnesota, here we come. I know. I thought that was so funny. I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd be like, all right, hometown. I'm going to like seal the deal with the parents. That's about it. Because if you weren't from there, why the hell would we be going there? No, no, definitely. (laughs) I would have to fake that to pursue my love interest. Be like, oh my God, I'd love to see where you're from. Um, I will say though, I have been to Minneapolis. Um, It was in the dead of winter. 10 out of 10, do not recommend. Um, I felt a kind of cold. Like I've lived in Boston. I've lived in Chicago. Um, It was a type of cold that like when you breathed in, your lungs hurt. And like, not for, I'm going to be gross, but like, I felt like when I breathed in through my nose, like at six in the morning, it's dark out, there's frost on the car. Like, I felt like everything in my nose froze, like any liquid on my body was frozen. It was disgusting. So Michelle's a different breed. She's like, I love Minnesota girl. Good for you. You're a special kind of person. Yeah. So now I'm never going there based on I didn't sell your you review. Minnesota. <laughs> No, if I ever meet anyone, you know, sorry, no, just never going to go there. Just no. Yeah, number one deal breaker now lives in the Midwest. Just kidding. Midwest is lovely. People are nice. Uh, And Michelle is from there because we know we love Michelle. I'm excited to see the boys take Minnesota. Um, I think it'll be good to see her in her element. Um, But food for thought, hope it doesn't um, unpack any of these feelings we saw this week about being like an unseen, Mm -hmm. I didn't get asked to prom situation it could be different I hope it's more of a redemption tour like I'm hot on the bachelorette like watch out Minneapolis I am here so hopefully we have a redemption tour in our midst um more drama I would love to see a little more Chris S next week let's see what happens uh well it'll all unpack we'll be here to unpack it as well we appreciate you guys tuning in listening unpacking the bachelorette with us every single week Go like, subscribe, give us a follow on Twitter. We love connecting with y'all and we hope you join us next week.